This is um, part one of a four-part series for God and God, um, our new series. And um, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, getting to this message, being prepared today, was a real challenge this week. Um, have you ever had those weeks where you feel like you've, you're going through hell? Uh, you had those weeks? We all go through those. But I, I'm here to say, if, if you're there, if you feel like you're going through hell, don't stop, just keep on going. You're not meant to rest there, you're not meant to stop there. You're meant to keep on going. Do you, you realize that the, the, the spirit that's living inside of you is greater than your current situation? Because your current situation may, uh, may be something that you feel there's no way forward. Your current situation, may, 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 you may feel like you're in a hole and you can't get out of it, but, uh, but the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside you is far greater than what you see right now. So um, like, if you're in your deathbed, and, and no matter what the situation is, when you continue to give it to God, when you allow the Holy Spirit, because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And when you recognize and you realize, and when you're made aware of the power of the Holy Spirit, you, know, you, you, can't, you can't but help get out of your bed and begin to start dance a little bit and, and, and uh, just, oh, I feel like just breaking out of some moves now. But, um, but I just don't want to do, um, you know, it's not my time. It's, you know, time for other people to shine. And then, but anyway... For God and God, uh, when I grew up, um, and I kind of, and I, I went to churches in the Sunday school. My grandma took me to church, and um, and, I, and I and I understood, you know, the, the I understood the Father. I can understand the Father, but you know, God the Father, you know, I can, yeah, I can understand God the Father. Then, uh, and then God the Son, Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus, he's a cool dude. I, I, you know, I like Jesus. Jesus was cool. I understood Jesus. We all like Jesus, don't we? So we understand Jesus. But when it came to the Holy Spirit, it was kind of, hmm, I'm not sure about the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, you know I, I get the Father, I get the Son, but the Holy Spirit, I don't really quite understand. In fact, the church that I grew up in um, through my early years from um, till I became a man and I knew everything and I left church at the age of 13. Um, <laughs> um, so... Uh, they, they spoke about the Father, they spoke about the Son, but they never spoke about the Holy Spirit. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like their cousin, that, that kind of strange, weird cousin that, that you don't really talk to. You guys got to, you know, you know, you know what I mean? You know, you, you, maybe you see them at Christmas time, but when you're, when you're around them, it's kind of like awkward. It's an awkward situation. You have these awkward conversations with them. And um, so you know about them, you know about them, but it's kind of awkward. Being around them, so so sometimes the Holy Spirit is kind of you feel like yeah I kind of know about it, but it's just kind of awkward, just not quite sure what the Holy Spirit is. I mean, is, is the Holy Spirit an it, or is it a he or her or what or whom? Um, you know, what exactly is the Holy Spirit? And um, and sometimes we 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 can we can imagine, or oh, is the Holy Spirit kind of like the force? You know. Use the force, Luke. You know, that kind of force, you know. Hmm, the force is strong in this one, you know. Um, is it force like there's something kind of like um, some mysterious electricity that happens, and, and it's kind of weird. It hasn't, it's not, it's, it's the Holy Spirit isn't tangible. It's kind of like, it's, it's just kind of fluidy. You know what I mean? It's just, you're not sure what it is. It's kind of like electricity. You're not, you're not quite sure. And so the, so the tagline to the series is reversing our tragic neglect of the Holy Spirit. And let's be honest, um, and when, you, when we go around we, 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 to different, uh, uh, different places and hear different people talk, we hear about the Father, the Son, but the Holy Spirit, it's kind of a too hard basket. But, uh, but I'm not in this church. This church, this church isn't one of those churches. 
And um, so this series is all about, let's get, let's get, who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the person of the Holy Spirit? Um, what does the Holy Spirit mean to me? And do you realize the power that you have access to right now? It's not just, let me tell you, it's not just on a Sunday. Not just when somebody prays for you. It's 24-7 access um, of the Holy Spirit. Do you recognize, do you realize the power that you have uh, in your hands, inside of you, going through you? Do you understand, uh, if you understood that, then maybe whatever we're going through right now, we, we wouldn't be struggling as much if we understand, if we are aware of the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. So if you've got your Bibles, uh, actually before we get into that, uh, it's kind of like uh, men's breakfast. We went to men's breakfast on, on Saturday. It was amazing. Willie preached, uh, uh, gave a great testimony, but his word was in season and got me thinking about my message for today. His message was on relationship. And the Bible tells us that God is love. Now, um, love involves relationship. You can't uh, love is outworked in relationship. So perfect relationship equals perfect love. And the greatest picture of perfect relationship is the Holy Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, and if you don't know what, what the Trinity is, um, this is taken out of our Elam Statement of Faith. If you go to the Elam New Zealand Statement of Faith, you'll find this. The Trinity. We believe that the Godhead eternally exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And these three are one God. We believe that the Godhead eternally exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and these three are one God. That's the Holy Trinity. I remember, I remember uh, when I first became a believer, I came back to God when I was 18, and, and, I, and I got saved in a youth group. Uh, anybody got saved in a youth group in this place? So youth group is a good place to go. Uh, if you don't believe, because, you know, uh, so I really believe in youth ministry. Oh, that's where I was saved. And in youth ministry, um, I remember walking home with my mate. We're walking, we, we lived in Mangere at that time, and we were walking through, and I was asking him questions about God. I kind of was a bit confused, because uh, when I was in Sunday school, back when I was younger, I understood the Ten Commandments. It says, worship one God only. And I'm thinking to myself, if, if the Ten Commandments is telling us worship God, then why do we worship Jesus? I just couldn't comprehend. Why do we worship Jesus? I kind of feel sorry for the Father. I kind of feel sorry for God because we're always, we're always focusing on Jesus. But what about, what about God the Father? And I remember asking this deep question to my mate. His name is Darius Tangaloa. Six foot five Samoan guy walking through and he's playing guitar in his lava lava, singing all these Christian songs. And, and so he was my, um, my fountain of wisdom at that time. And uh, so I said to him, I said, tell me, I don't, I don't get this. Why do we worship why do we worship God and, I mean, Jesus and, and, and not God? And he's just playing guitar. And he goes, oh, that's easy. That's an easy question. Because I'm going, really? He goes, yeah, that's easy. Just, you know, God and Jesus, they're the same. I was going, you mean God and Jesus are the same? He goes, yeah, they're the same. I was going, whoa, I get it now. It was like the light bulb came on. It was like the, the easiest explanation in the world. There was no... You know, God's like an egg. There's a shell, there's a yolk. Or oh, he's like the water. There's, 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 there's liquid, there's water, there's, there's ice, and there's, and there's, there's, there's evaporation. And, and it was, oh, you know, we are a triune being. You know, we've got body, soul, and spirit. And there was nothing of, you know, those kind of examples of what the Trinity was. It was like, yeah, God and Jesus, they're the same. That was it. I was like, sweet, I got it. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. And so... Um, and so here we have it. And so uh, as, as I grew in my faith, I got a bit more um, theology going on in my life. And um, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. This is Jesus. This is before he ascends into heaven. 
his last words he speaks to his, his disciples. This is Jesus' last words before he ascends into heaven. After the resurrection, um, he ascends into heaven. And these are Jesus' last words. He said, therefore, it's, a great, it's called the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion, as some people think. It's the Great Commission. It's what we com- it's what, if you're a Jesus follower, this is what, what you're commanded to do. This is what we're commanded to do. This is what we're commanded to do as a church. This is, what, well, this is what we're dedicated to do. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Holy Spirit. Now, you've got to understand something. When Jesus didn't say, therefore, go baptize them in the names, in the names of, the, of the Father, he said in the name, one name. In the name, one name. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, Jesus brings, um, brings uh, each to equality, there's, there's, where each one is on, 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 this, on, on, on par with one another. Uh, in fact, Romans 8.26, um, Paul goes on to say this, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, the Spirit himself. So that, and and uh, as we go for the next three weeks, we're going to be breaking down who the person of the Holy Spirit is. So the Holy Spirit, He is God. He is part of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three um, coexisting in one God. It's hard for us to understand, but hey, they're the same. Sweet as. Okay, it's just, and, uh, and it's hard for us to understand because cause, cause we're made from dirt. When God made, made man, He made them into dirt. And we essentially, we are dirtbags. That's who we are. We're essentially dirtbags. But I know what you ladies are thinking. You go, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. There's a bit of, there's a, there's a technicality there. Actually, we're from ribs. You guys are dirtbags. And right now, all you ladies are like, ah, oh, makes sense. You know, uh, so we're from ribs. You guys are dirtbags. And what I'm saying is, in fact, Paul puts it this way. Paul doesn't call us dirtbags. What he does call us, he calls us jars of clay. So, so we're jars of clay. We're not dirtbags, we're jars of clay. Well, but the essence of this is that we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable. You know, it's just this whole, this whole mission. We've, we, we're created in, in vulnerability. And um, in fact, I was just thinking um, of, um, of, of Moses. You know, we know we've heard of Moses, most of us. You've seen the movie, Ten Commandments. Um, and so Moses, before he led the Israelites out of captivity from, from Egypt uh, through to uh, wandering in the desert before they entered the promised land, before all that happened, Moses was a shepherd. Okay, he was a shepherd for 40 years. Before then, he was a prince of Egypt. He commits murder, he takes off, and now he becomes a shepherd for 40 years. So now he's 80 years of age before he begins his ministry. So if you're here this morning and you're thinking to say, well, I'm too old for ministry, let me tell you, Moses started his ministry at 80. Started his ministry at 80. And let me tell you, Moses had a pretty powerful ministry, if you ask me. Pretty powerful ministry at 80. He dies at 120. You've plenty of time. And so here we have it. Exodus chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. God speaks to Moses. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. So here we have it. It's, it's, it's a fascinating story because 
Moses knows this land. He's, he's, he's walked it for 40 years. And when you, when you, when you, when you live in a certain kilometer and, and you've and you walked it for 40 years, you kind of know all the good spots. You know the good spots to have lunch, right? You go, this is a good spot, spot to have lunch. We can, when we sit here, we can just see the sun setting here. Or, you know, this is a good spot here to, to have a snooze when no one else knows. You know those kind of spots that you all know when you're at work and what place where to go to rest when no one else is looking. You know, you know all those spots, right? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Okay, anyway. Uh, just going to the toilet. Okay. Um, so he knows, he knows this land really, really well. And so now he's walking along and he, and he comes across a burning bush and God speaks to him out of the burning bush. And, and, and God tells him that you are on holy ground. Take off your sandal. Now, here's a thought. Here's a thought. See, was the ground... Had the ground already been holy all that time? Had the ground already been holy all that time? And it's just that Moses wasn't aware of it. Could it be in our own lifetime that we're rushing around from here to there, so busy with life that we miss burning bushes along the way, never fully aware that we are standing on holy ground? And so... So God begins to give Moses the plan. I say, okay, I've heard the cry of my people, and, 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 I, and it's time for me to rescue my people out of Egypt. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rescue my people out of Egypt. Moses, uh, you are gonna, I'm going to use you to, to, to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And then Mo, uh, Moses has all these reasons. Oh, I'm not good enough. Or, you know, I was a murderer. Are you kidding me? They're going to throw me in jail. Oh, they're going to put me to death. Oh, I'm not a good speaker. You know, all the kind of excuses that we have when, when God wants us to do something, right? And so, um, and, so, and, so, and so Moses finally says, okay, okay God, I'll go do this. But the people, people want to know what your name is. So Moses says to God, God, why don't you tell me your name? Because I know the people are going to ask. So, so God responds to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. Verse 15, God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. What's interesting is um, that the Lord is spelt in capital letters, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Now, we know that the Bible wasn't originally written in English. It was originally written in Hebrew. And so, so, so the, the, in Hebrew, the, the letters are actually capital Y, capital H, capital V, capital H. Okay, and, and, and for us, in our translations, we, you, we might have, have the W instead, like, like up here. Uh, y, H, W, H. But the actual Hebrew letters is, will be the equivalent of, of Y, H, V, H. And, and the letters are pronounced like this. They're pronounced Yod, Hey, Va, Hey, Yod, Hey, Va, Hey. And these are how you pronounce each individual letters. And, and, and so the name Lord was, was the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, appears in our English translation over 6,000 times. And, and, and the reason why it's there is because... It's because when, when, the, when, when the Israelites would, would read the word of God, they, were, they wouldn't say the, the yod, the hey, the vah, the hey. They would replace it with 
uh, Adonai, which means Lord. They replaced all of that because, because the name was never meant to be pronounced. Because the name was the, the, the Yod, the He, the Va, the He. It was so sacred or so mysterious that, that they wouldn't say it. They, they, wouldn't, they, they would replace it with another word, Adonai, which means Lord. And, and, and we carry on this tradition in our own English translations with the letters capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. We carry that on. And in fact, ancient rabbis would, would, uh, would, would say that, the, that the, the letters put together, you couldn't even pronounce it, you couldn't even actually say it, because, because when you try to put these words together and say it, it was essentially breathing sounds. You're just breathing like... <laughs> when you try to say the name of God. <sighs> but when you split up the words and say individually, the yod, the he, the va, the he. And, but putting together was, you know, it was like, you couldn't, it was unpronounceable. Did you know that each one of us in this room, we take about 26,000 breaths a day. 26,000 breaths a day. In fact, uh, we should take about four to six breaths a minute. But on average, we, we, we all take about 16 to 20 minutes. In fact, we should be breathing from our stomachs, but we, most of us breathe from our chest. We, we get so busy. I mean, in fact, I mean, who, has time, who, who even thinks about their breathing? Who even counts their breathing? We don't even think about it. We don't even count our breathing. We, we're not even aware of our breathing. Unless, <laughs> but anyway... In fact, experts say that 99% of our energy comes from our breathing. But we only access about 10 to 20% of this energy. And, um, and when I'm training, I'll train with Tom's, and, and quite often, whenever he's, when I'm thinking, oh, that's enough, and he adds more weight on, I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, uh, and starts speaking in tongues. And, um, and he always tells me, just breathe. Breathe, take a deep breath. Breathe, access the energy in your breath. And when we're stretching, we're breathing, and, and if you watch the Warriors, the New Zealand Warriors, if not a sports fan, just, just go to sleep for half a second. Um, there's a reason why the Warriors, one, one of the reasons I believe that they're winning is because there's unity within the team. And you see that every time they score a try. When they score a try, what they do, they huddle up to you, make a big circle, and they begin to breathe together. As if their breathing were as one, as, they, as if... They were one, that they were one with their breathing, that, that, that their breath connected each one of them together. The yod, the he, the va, the he. It makes me think, it makes me wonder. Could it be that, could it be that the name of God is essentially Breathing. The first thing that you ever did when you were born, the first thing you ever did when you were born is that you took a breath. Could it be that the first thing you did when you were born was you said the name of the Lord? In fact, the last thing that you will ever do is take your last breath. Could it be that the last thing you do is, is that you can't say the Lord's name anymore? And when you can't say the the Lord's name anymore, you return to him. (laughs) That's deep. Come on. 
What's interesting, if you're sitting with a friend and they're sitting opposite you, and we, when you, when we put these things together in the yod, the he, the va, the he, we put this, these things together and we're trying to understand and something deeper about, about God and, and you're sitting with your friend, they're sitting across from you and they say to you, there is no God. All you're, all you're here is yod, he, va, he. Every breath that we take. The Bible tells us that let every breath declare the name of the Lord. Let every breath declare the name of the Lord. Every living creature, every living creature that takes breath, declare the name of the Lord. Genesis 2 verse 7. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. This is the kind of paradox we have because at the heart of what it means to be human, at the heart of what it means to be us is that we're just jars of clay. At the heart of what it means to be human is that we're fragile. We're fragile. And, and, and when we're in hospital and we're in the second time, we went, we've been in three times and the second time we were in, Poro uh, was rushed in the emergency and then when it was settled down, we had to move because it was a private room and they'll bring somebody else in that room. And as we're waiting in the hallway because there was, there was not, not much room, not much place to go, they wheeled somebody in and what we realized is that that person was about to die and that they had called their family members together. And it just got me thinking how fragile life is. In fact, when you're driving along and you see a real serious accident and you, and you know something bad has happened because you see the windows are covered up and, and, they're, and they're trying to get this person up and you know that somebody's died in this place and you realize how fragile our life is that we are just jars of clay. But the paradox here is that these jars of clay have been breathed in with the divine breath of God. The, the paradox is that we're jars of clay, that we're fragile, but living within us is the power of the Holy Spirit. In, in fact, the, the Hebrew word, the Hebrew word for breath is the same, same word for the, he, uh, the same Hebrew word for spirit. So the same, the same word for breath is the same as spirit, and, and that is the ruach, ruach. The same word for breath is the same for spirit, the ruach, the ruach Elohim, the breath of God. Um, and, 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 I'll, and I've kind of been sharing with Tom's, Tom's is my, he's the guy that's trying to get me in shape, and he said, oh, it's a real mission, I don't know, but you know, miracles can happen. <laughs> he's been praying for me every day when I go to the gym. Um, but he's flown to Māori, and, and I was sharing to him about, because I'm, I'm trying to formalize, bring these, these ideas together, and and I said to him about the ruach, because that's what it means in Hebrew, it means breath. And, and he said, well, that's interesting, because in ancient Māori, in ancient Māori, the word for the breath of God is ruaki. Ruaki is the breath of God. In fact, ruaki pauri means spirit, which means light out of darkness. And when you bring these words together. And, 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 and when you think about it, when you break it down even more, when you think about the hongi, the hongi, when you, you know, we, if you don't, if most of us know the hongi is just rubbing noses together. 
But it's not just rubbing noses together. When, when, you, when you see and actually, and that, when people know what they're doing, okay? Because I'm like, well, I'm just, I remember when I went years ago, when I went with the youth group out to Marae up north, and uh, I'm, I'm not as familiar with the hongi, okay? Don't get me wrong. And I was the, I was, I was the youth leader, and so the komato, he, komato was, was, was a hard, tough man. Like, he'd been through stuff, and he shared, and he was, real, he was, a, he was a manly man, okay? Manly man, komato. And, and he was really touched by what we, what, we, what we brought as a youth group. And so we got in line, and, and so we are coming up to meet them and shake hands. And, and um, so he came up, and because I was the leader, I'm the first one in the front. He grabs my hand, and he pulls me close. <laughs> and because um, my mum's from the Cook Islands, and my dad's Pakia, okay? So that, this is where I'm, I'm um, 50% Pakia, 50% Cook Island, 100% God's side. Okay, here we go. <laughs> And so, um, 100% Kiwi, so here we go. And so, he brings me in close. And so I'm coming close. Goes, oh. Now I go, and I do this. <laughs> I kiss him on his cheeks, both cheeks. And I go, and he just looks at me stunned. And I went, I smile and I carry on. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then the next person comes up. That, that, they obviously know what they're doing. He pulls him and he gives him a hongi. And I realized, I was supposed to give this guy a hongi. And I gave him a kiss. I was like, oh my gosh, you know. And this guy... He was a manly man, you know, and I think, oh no, I gotta give this, I give the manly man, the manly komato, I gave him a kiss. I like, oh my gosh, you know. But you gotta understand what a hungi, what a hungi means, what, what it means. It's, it's not about rubbing noses, it's about sharing breath. It's about connection. In fact, the Māori world, uh, in the Māori world, uh, uh, they believe that everybody's connected and we're connected through breath, it's sharing one another's breath, it's sharing the breath of God. Believe it or not, but that was the first time I actually did that properly. Breathing. <laughs> because when you hang out with times and you see them doing that, I realize they're thinking, it's not more than just touching noses. It's, it's, sharing, it's sharing breath. It's a ruaki. It's a, the ruach, the ruach Elohim, the breath of God. And, and, and the yod, the, the he, the va, the he. You know, in fact, the Bible tells us that, that the Holy Spirit, what it does, it, it sanctifies us. It sanctifies us. And san- to be sanctified means, it means to be set apart. It means to, it means to be purged. To be purged. And purged of, of things that are not of God. So when the Holy Spirit comes in, it purges you. Things that are not of you. It, it, it's, it's, it's when you breathe in the Ruach. When you breathe in and you begin to breathe out the things that are not of God. And if we're totally honest with one another here this morning, there's some things that, that you need, that, I, that we need to breathe out. There's some things that we need to breathe out that, that, that God does not want you to, to want in your life. There's some things that's been hanging around in your life that you need to breathe out. That we need to breathe out and allow the Ruach, the Ruach, the Ruachi, the Spirit of God begin to purge and to sanctify the, the spirit of truth, begin to take hold of your life, the breath of God, the yod, the he, the va, the he. Ephesians chapter four, verse four to six says this. 
This is what Paul is saying, the Apostle Paul. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to have one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. We're jars of clay. But what that actually means is that we are a sacred creation, breathed in by divine breath. That we are connected. That the breath that we share connects us. It connects you with the person next to you, to the person that you see on the other side of the street, to that people group that you don't even like. It connects you to them, to that person that that you despise, that when you see them, you see a divine creation breathed with a divine breath that connects you, that you're connected, that we're connected, that this whole thing of individualism, that is not what God meant for us, that we weren't meant to live independent lives, that, that I'm independent from God, I'm independent from you, that, but we are together. For God is, is, is in us, he's, is, is in all, and is in everything. And that, that, the, that the Ruach Elohim, the, the breath of God, connects us all together. The Holy Spirit connects us together. That we are all on holy ground. That there is holiness to people, but we're just not aware of it. And the way we treat people sometimes, never really understanding that they're a divine creation, that there's a divine breath inside of them. And what's really fascinating is that when we get to the New Testament, the New Testament is not written in Hebrew. It's written in Greek. It's written in the Greek language. And, and when, when, the, when the writers began to, 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 to write spirit, the, 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 the word spirit is the word pneuma. And pneuma means wind blast. It means wind blast. So, so, the, so God begins to write his story. And, and we begin with the Ruach. The Ruach Elohim, the breath. We begin with this, the breath and this, this idea that, that we're connected, that God is in thing and, and all. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You know, the first thing we do when we're born is we say the name of God. The, the last thing we do is, is that we say the Lord, name of God for one last time before we return. That, the, that God breathed into some dirt. And we became this divine creation with the with divine breath. And, and so we've got this breath, and then when we get to the New Testament, God begins to take a different tact, and, and he begins to call it the pneuma, the spirit, the pneuma, the wind blast, the, a, so a powerful force. That, that God begins to paint this picture that, that, that we are connected, but, but the power that, that God has inside of us is, far, is, is meant to be a force it, meant to be, it is meant to be powerful, that no matter what you go through, no matter what you see, the, 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 um, the, um, he that is in you is far greater than he that is in the world because it is powerful. We have this powerful force that we're connected to this almighty God and, 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 we, have, and, and we have this connection, and, and, but we are not aware. 
that we are not aware. Maybe on a Sunday. Maybe when you go to a, a Christian conference. Maybe when you're at home when someone's praying. But we are not aware that, that every single day we have the Ruach, we have the Numa living inside of us. That this Numa can, be, can get you out of your deathbed and make you dance a jig. Because everything that has breath, praise the Lord. I'm going to ask the worship team, you can come up, up on the stage, please. What we're going to do is that we're going to open the floor for some ministry. And, and I believe God wants to do something here this morning. I don't know what it is, but I know he wants to do something. That the Holy Spirit is tangible. It's not some mystical force. That he is a person. And he lives inside you every breath we take. The yod, the he, the va, the he, the breath of God, the ruach Elohim, the numa, the ruaki. And one of the best ways you see numa in action is the birth of the church. In fact, if you want to know the me, for many years, when I was a first believer, my password for everything has changed now, so you can't use it. My password was X22. X22. And X22 was the birth of the church, as far as I was concerned. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, and Pentecost was a festival, they celebrated this day 50 days after the Passover. 50 days after the Passover. That's what for Pentecost means, 50 days. 50 days after the Passover, they celebrated the day of Pentecost. Now, for us, that's Easter. That's Good Friday. So, so after the Passover, 50 days after the Passover, on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And this is the Numa. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to. You know, for, for too long, I, I, many of us, we just settle for one part of the Holy Spirit, like the breath. But there's another part, the pneuma, the power of the Holy Spirit, that, that, that the Holy Spirit wants you to, to be activated into. You know, I'm gonna open, we're going to open the floor. Part of, this, of opening up the floor is to be a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, when you allow the Holy Spirit when you allow the pneuma, the, the blast of the wind, the blast of His Spirit to take hold of your life, will take your walk to another level. You know, when I first was filled with the Holy Spirit, because I, when, I, when, I, when I came to know God, the Holy Spirit came inside of me, man, I, 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 God turned my life the right way up. 
And, but I remember going to church and people say, oh, you know, why don't you lift up your hands? And I'm like, I ain't lifting my hands. I was very rebellious, you know. You ain't telling me what to do. I won't lift my hands. I'm not going to lift my hands. And if God tells me, I'll lift my hands. That's only if God tells me, I'm going to lift my hands. And in fact, when I heard someone speak in tongues, in fact, this is the day that I got saved. And the guy who was a Tongan guy, and he, was, he began to speak in tongues over me. And I, in my mind, all I, I, thought he was, I thought he was into reggae. Because uh, my mind tries to make sense of it, and I thought he was doing reggae muffin. Okay. Yeah, ba, 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 da, ba, da. I thought, that's what I was thinking. Oh, this guy's into reggae. I had no, my mind was trying to comprehend. My other friend, he was a Catholic, okay? He thought he was speaking Latin. That's where his mind took him. He, his mind took him to Latin, mine took me to reggae, you know? So. But I remember um, I, um, I was in Elam, in fact, there was an Elam church, in fact, Elam church in Botany up in Auckland, and I, I was part of a youth group. I started going to this. This church, this apostolic church, which is now an X movement. And then we got invited to, young adults got invited to the Elam Church in Botany. And I remember there with everybody, and I thought to myself, and worship was going, I thought to myself, you know what? God, if you're real, you're going to do this. And I, and I got out of my chair and I went to the back, and I stood at the back. And I, and I went like this, okay, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to lift my hands. I lifted up my hands, and I said, Okay, God, this thing is real. Fill me with your spirit. And I asked, fill me with your spirit. And let me tell you, something just took hold of me, and I just began to go, Oh, these words. Cool, okay. these, these words started to flow and I, I didn't make sense. My mind didn't make sense. I said, this ain't reggae. I know that now. This ain't definitely in Latin. I don't get this, but Lord, I'm opening up. I'm, I'm, I'm surrendering to you because I felt too long I'm like this. And I was waiting for you to tell me to unfold my arms, but Lord, I surrender. And I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, I want time for me to walk in the power, the pneuma, the Ruach Elohim. Time for me to walk in the power. We're going to open up the floor. If you've never walked in the power before, it's time to take your faith to another level. But also, there's some things that you need to breathe out. Holy Spirit is, is here. And He's speaking. There's things that you need to purge. And He says, it's time for you to breathe out. You've held on to something for too long. You've held on to the pain for too long. You've held on to your past for too long. You've held to those voices for too long. It's time for you to breathe out and breathe in, says the Lord. Breathe in. And allow the power of the Holy Spirit to take hold. It's Lord, I surrender all. Take hold of my life. I'm no longer folding my arms. I'm no longer trying to make some kind of crazy sense of this. And I'm saying, Lord, I'm letting go and letting you. 